There you go. We had our graduates come up here and tell us that they are indeed going to graduate next week, right? Next Saturday, Chloe, you graduate next Sunday, Annika, correct? Okay, so they told us that they are indeed going to graduate and they told us what their plans were for the future. And if you notice, both of them didn't get up here and say, you know what? I graduated high school and I'm done. I'm not pursuing anything else. How, how well do you think that would have went over with mom and dad? Right? My daughter gets up and says, I'm not doing anything else. I don't think that would go over real well. They got up and said, we're going to pursue higher education, things that are far above my mental capacity. I know they're going to both go do those things. They are planning on continued education. You know, continued education shows up everywhere uh, in the workplace. You know, I think about teachers who have to get continuing ed credits with classes during the summer. Um, I know I talk, was talking with Todd and uh, he mentioned a while back of the things that he was learning that, of course, Caleb, the son knew inside and out. It was no big deal, but it was continued education. I know for me, for the sub, the bus driving that I do that I just love to bring up and remind people of all the time. I had to have continuing classes. I had to have 15 hours of online training to continue being a, a sub bus driver, right? So it shows up everywhere. You know, even in my life, um, there's continued education. I carry this thing around. I got this for being a sub bus driver. It was the best part of the job. Um, I have this book here. You know, as a pastor, I don't have to, I don't have to go get credits. I don't have to, in order to keep my job, I don't have to go yearly to take online classes or anything like that. But I do try to do some online or well, some uh, continuing education. This book is called Invitation to Biblical Preaching. Uh, this guy is outstanding as far as how to put a message together. I, I hope you don't look him up. <laughs> Say, so why don't you do it better? But I, I read through this book and I try to take, I try to model this and I'm reading through it again, not because of this message. It's just one of those things that tied together through a conversation with somebody. I thought, you know what? It would be good for me to continue my education and see if I can get better at this. Um, there's an online class I'm, I'm trying to take of a leadership class. It's taken me slow to get through, but it's still on, it's still a continued education. And you could do it in the professional world, but you can just do it on your own. You pick out something you'd like to know more information on, you can continue your education and get better informed about that. When as much as we, as parents, try to push our kids, or as uncles and aunts, we try to encourage our nephews and nieces, or or uh, as a as a Somebody in a leadership position that tries to encourage people to go out and get higher education in the real world, we also need to be consider, uh, consider making sure that we gain uh, continued education in the spiritual world as well, in the biblical world, and making sure this is something that we didn't just stop doing in kindergarten or we didn't stop doing in grade school. It's something that we continue to grow in no matter what age or stage of life we are in. And I think of two reasons for why this is important. For one, it's important for you to have continued Christian, continued Christian education for yourself to see how, how is my life uh, compared to what Scripture says to the character of God and to what his standard is for my life. So I need to see for myself, how am I doing so I can become more like Christ? But also there's this opportunity to pass on what I've learned to others. Uh, and, and we see that happening in today's scripture. Uh, in Acts chapter 18 and a little bit of 19, a guy by the name of, of Apollos, he does a really good job of continued education. He, he hears scripture and then he shares scripture and then he repeats the process. He gains more education. And so guess what he does with it? 
He shares it with other people. So that's, that's kind of the flow of thought we're going to be looking at today. But ultimately being encouraged to gain more in biblical Christian education for our good, but also for the good of others that we might be come in contact with. I just want to pray again and ask God's blessing. Again, God, we thank you for your word. I just thank you for uh, Apollos, for his life, that he was willing to grow and learn and not just keep it to himself, but to share it with other people. And I pray that, God, as I try to pass on what you have taught me, I just pray that it comes out well and that you get the glory and we get the understanding of this and we apply it to our lives. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So first step, first thing we have with Apollos was that he learned and he shared. So it says in Acts 18, 24 and 25. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and he spoke with great fervor and he taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. So the first thing he does is he learns. He's, he's considered a learned man. In the King James Version, I love the way it puts this. It says, he was mighty in Scripture. He didn't just have this great big Bible that he carried around. He was mighty in the, the Scripture knowledge that he had. He was thoroughly acquainted with it. He was competent. He had a vast knowledge of what the Scripture says. Now, when we're looking at scriptures based off of what he had at that time, it was just the Old Testament. And that's something that we in our Old Testament survey class are trying to gain a little bit more of a vast knowledge of what the Old Testament has to say. Um, I know I have learned and grown a lot just by reading through it chronologically through our discussions in our class. I'm picking up more and more. So as you're reading through that, if you think these are the kinds of things Apollos was learning so that he would have the opportunity to share But how did Apollos gain all this knowledge? How was he able to have a thorough knowledge of the scriptures? Well, sometimes that meant he was reading it. Whatever Old Testament scripture he can get his hands on, he was reading it. Very simply, he was studying it. He was listening to people discuss it. Uh, It says he was from Alexandria. If you look back at this previous slide, a, a native of Alexandria. Now, to me, that's just another place. It doesn't really mean anything. But this was a place that was known as the city of scholars. There were people who got together and they devoted themselves to philosophical studies, which also included the Old Testament scriptures. And they would get together and they would discuss these things. I'm thinking Apollos is probably there listening to all this. He's taking all of this in to what does the scripture say? What does it mean? What is your understanding of this? Apollos was a learner. And then it says... um, He was instructed in the ways of the Lord. He wasn't just learning about Samson. He wasn't just learning about David or the the chronological order of the Old Testament. He was finding the connections of Jesus in the Old Testament. The parallels between Jesus and the uh, Old Testament. He's finding the... Uh, the pictures of Jesus, the references, the prophecies to Jesus in the Old Testament. He's getting very, very acquainted with this because he was a learner. But then what did he do with what he learned? He says, Paulo shared it. It says he spoke with great fervor. Now, how was he able to do that? How was he able to speak boldly and confidently about what the scripture says? Because he knew the scriptures. He was very well acquainted with this. He made this a part of his life. He had continued education that didn't stop when he was in the eighth grade or the sixth grade. All throughout his life, he was trying to gain more and more knowledge. And it says he spoke with great fervor. Now, I want to, I want you to picture, you know, it's, it's morning time. 
We got this cool pot. I should have had a picture of this had I thought about this. Um, I went up in my office. Uh, Todd came and visited with me on, on Friday. We're showing this, him this thing. It's like a, a little black burner. And you set the water pot on it. And you plug it in. And all of a sudden, it just turns this blue light. It's really cool. And it just starts boiling water. The hotter it gets, the more it bubbles, right? If you can picture boiling water. He spoke with great fervor. He had enthusiasm. He wasn't like some dry, boring preacher. He was a guy who, who seemed like he got more emotionally going, more emotionally charged the more he went. The more he get, shared, the more excited he got. I knew a preacher like this once that, that always said you could tell the Holy Spirit coming upon him because as he spoke, he started turning red in places. He wasn't embarrassed. It was, just, it was just how it came through in his body. So everybody knew this guy had passion about what he was sharing. And this is the guy who he, he's put this in his mind. And he says, this is what you need to know. Whatever I know, I want you to know. I want it to be interesting. I want it to stick with you. And it says he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Right there, their church service. He was there boldly teaching what God's word said, because he says, I know this. You need to know this. And let's have life change together. Well, think about think about Apollos and this great vast amount of knowledge that he had. Think about what he was able to share with people. And think about yourself. Who's a part? Think about the person who looked in the mirror this morning to comb their hair. Right. Think about that person. If you didn't comb your hair this morning, you're off the hook. Um, But think about what is it that you know about what Scripture says? How much do you know of what Scripture says? Um, Are you willing to share what you know, what Scripture says? We all have the opportunity to learn. Would you say, I'm considered mighty in the Scriptures? Not because you're being prideful, but would you be like, I'm on, where would you find yourself on this scale? Right? The person who doesn't open his Bible who says, you know what, I'll come to church and whatever, does not open his Bible, just sits there, is not going to be mighty in Scripture, is not going to be learned, is not going to have any value in helping somebody else understand what Scripture says. And the other person who's like about five, who I'd say is a person who, um, who, who comes to church, who reads the Sunday school material, who's trying to get involved in the conversation and ex- trying to get, accept that, and to tend to the person who says, okay, I don't understand this. I'm going to study this out and see what I can learn from this, from this passage. He does a little bit more than the average where do you find yourself on the spectrum? And you might say, you know what, I'm on a zero and that's kind of embarrassing. You know what, that's okay. Everybody started at zero at some point. When you leave today, I hope you're inspired and encouraged to start working from that zero to that 10 so you can gain in that scripture knowledge. This is something that God asks us to do. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show yourself approved unto God. Show yourself, not me, not me for you. It's for you to show yourself approved unto God. I can't, I can tell you stuff. Your parents can tell you stuff, but that's, it's up to you. If you're going to let it sink into your brain, if you're going to take it and do what it says, where are you on this simple little scale that I gave? We have lots of resources and lots of opportunities where we can hear from God's word. You come to church. Right, we have Sunday school, and we have we, we're reading through the chronological Old Testament, and we get a lot of discussion out of that class. During the sermon, hopefully anyway, hopefully you gain you're gaining, you're increasing your Christian knowledge based off of what you hear. Um, 
the, the reading through the passage before we get here on Sunday, reading through it after we've discussed it. There's numerous uh, translations. There's numerous versions. If you say, you know what, I don't care for the church on Sunday. I don't care for, uh, you know, what, what the preacher's saying. You, you have other things you can do. Go home and read your Bible for yourself. Pick the translation you want. Pick the passage of Scripture you think is interesting and start reading that. You know, you have other resources. You have other preachers. You have David Jeremiah, right? At three o'clock in the morning, I'm still awake. I'm going to go to YouTube and listen to the good preaching. That's for Daisy. <laughs> That's the inside joke. But you, there's no excuses to not have Christian education. You can get free commentaries, BibleHub.com. You're not understanding it? Go to BibleHub.com. There are numerous commentaries. I even found free seminary classes of books of the Old Testament or the life of Jesus that I'm going to try to put in our sermon snippets on Wednesday. There is ample resources out there where you can get Christian education for free. You can have conversations with people. You can read it yourself. You can go online. You've got to be the learner. You don't stop just because mom and dad don't force you to do it anymore. You know, I think about our kids. We're, we're trying to cram this into their brain, you know, to go to camp. They got to read their Bible. They got to take sermon notes. They got to do a prayer log, all these kinds of things to go to camp. Well, when they don't go to camp anymore, I don't want that to stop. I want that to continue. But they're, they're going to make their own choice, just like all you parents made your own choice. Mom and dad made me go to church. Now you're all here and your parents aren't making you go to church anymore. And I want you to try to learn Scripture, not the way Noah learns his math. Okay, so I asked Noah about this. You know, how's, how's Noah feel about his math? What's the point of this? And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought the same thing. What's the point of all these measuring the circumference and algebra and all those different equations? Well, we go through this discussion with Noah all the time. What's the point of this? Who cares? When am I ever going to use this? Well, don't do that with Scripture. Don't look and say, when am I ever going to need this? You know what the Awana Sunday said? There's that cloud up there, right? When you put information into the cloud, like your pictures on the computer, when you need that, it comes back down to you. And that's how God works it. You stick it up in that cloud. When you need it, God brings things to mind so that you have an opportunity to share it with somebody else. So be a lifelong learner. Be an investor uh, in your own life because ultimately you're going to have the opportunity to hopefully speak into the life of somebody else. Share what you know. Don't be the person who, who takes this all in and says, I'm going to keep my opinions. You know, it doesn't mean you have to get up here and preach. Right? There's only one person who does this regularly. That's me. Steve does it sometimes. But that doesn't mean in order to share with God's words, you've got to be up here. It doesn't mean you've got to read a book or go to Bible school or things like that. Um, it doesn't mean you have to be the Sunday school teacher or the Bible school teachers. How many of you parents... Try to instill some sort of wisdom or grandparents try to instill some sort of wisdom in somebody's life. You know, you're going to college. You might need to know X, Y, and Z. You know, when you're uh, when you're dealing with a tough relationship issue, you might need to do this. You know, and we should be doing the same thing. This is what scripture says. We don't we want them to be ready for the real world out there, but we need to be trying to make them ready with the spiritual world to let them know what God's word says so that they can grow in the knowledge of Jesus and they can turn around and live that life for Jesus and with other people. So Apollo says learned, Apollo says shared, repeat. Pauls does the, the best thing. Um, I guess I'm going to stop right here for a second. Our scripture reading, you know, it talks about blessed are those who find wisdom. 
No, you're finding it in God's word who gained understanding. She's more profitable than silver, than gold. She has a better return than gold. She's more precious than rubies. Nothing you can desire compares with her. The world is not going to agree with that. The world's going to say, you go out there, you get that education, you get that degree, you get that job, you get, and that's, that's success. That's what the world says. You got to become better than your parents were, and you got to be able to solve world problems. How simple does God make it? He says, the most important knowledge that you can have is this. It applies to every part of your life. No, it doesn't say who to marry. It doesn't say what college to attend. But there's valuable truths in here to apply to every situation. So don't look at it like Noah does with his math. Don't look at it like kids do with eating veggies. I just got to get through this because mom and dad are making me. Take this. Taste and see that God's word is good. It's there for you. It's God's word to us. All scripture is profitable. It's beneficial. When you get to heaven, God's not going to care that you were X, Y, or Z. He's going to care what did you do for him. And the best way to know what to do for him is what did you do from what you learned in his word. So Apollos is learned, Apollos is shared. Apollos is going to learn some more, and Apollos is, again, going to take that and, and share some more. Uh, let me read a little bit more. It says in verse 26, He began to speak boldly in the synagogues. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who, who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. So here you have the guy. You have the Sunday school teacher or the preacher who's up there telling people things, right? He's up here saying, this is what God's word says. And then after church, Aquila and Priscilla are like, you know what? There's stuff that Apollos does not understand yet. Let's invite them over. They're going, to, they're going to do exactly what Apollos does. They have learned truth, and they're going to turn around and share that truth with Apollos that he does not yet understand. What does Apollos do? He stomps his feet. I'm just trying to wake you up. He stomps his feet and says, I don't care. I'm up here teaching. He says, no. Okay, I'll go. I'll get a meal out of this probably. And I'm going to understand the way of God more adequately. And then he takes that, and he goes, and he shares that with other people. I call that continued education. I've not yet arrived. I can always learn more so that I can always share more with other people. And what he's, he's not understanding completely, and what Paul talks to the Ephesians in uh, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7, about, is about this baptism of John. Uh, when John came baptizing, it was a baptism of repentance. And those people very well were putting their faith in Jesus for when he does come. And their baptism was a sign that, yes, we are repenting of our sins and we're going to, to do the right thing. We're going to go stop the sin and start choosing God's way and go the right way that he wants us to do. But they were looking at John's baptism as for Jesus coming. And what Apollos found out and what Paul's explaining to the people in Ephesus is that Jesus did, in fact, already come. He already came. He already did his ministry. He already died on the cross. That Jesus you're looking forward to, the Messiah, he already died and he rose again. And so now you can have eternal life. What you are looking forward to has already come. And Apollos did not know that. He's still looking and saying, I'm telling everybody Jesus is coming. Here's the prophecies. Here's the letting you know that when he comes, he's going to fulfill these things. But that's all he knew. 
But that's what he was sharing. Once he understood that Jesus did in fact come, guess what he did? He says, I want to take this newfound information and I want to share it with other people. And he started proving that Jesus was the Christ. And it, um, it says he vigorously refuted as in a debate or as in a contest. He's arguing with people, kind of like what he probably saw back in where he came from, where there's all this debate and all this philosophers discussing Jesus or the Old Testament. I'm sorry, the Old Testament. He's getting involved in conversations. He's trying to convince people that what they know may not be right. Look at it this way, because this is really true. But he's getting involved. That takes time. That takes knowledge. That takes a willingness to get involved. But that's what the kind of guy Paulus was. And that's the kind of people we need to be. Not just content to say, yep, I read it. Yep, I, I filled up my head. Now I'm going to go do something else. We are going to find ourselves in opportunities to somehow share it with somebody else. All of us, we need to be a lifelong learner. I'm way behind. We need to be the lifelong learner. We all have a Bible. We all can get whatever translation we want. We all can listen to whoever we want online and on the radio. There's no excuse for us to say, I really don't know this thing. I'm not really comfortable with this. Sure, you don't have to know it is all the chronological order, but there's, there's no excuse for us to say, I'm not going to do what I can to learn what God's word says. It's good for you. To make your life more like Jesus so that when you get to heaven, you can see, God can say, well done, Josh, good and faithful servant. You read what scripture says and you did it. If you don't know it, you can't do it. But it's also good for us to be able to benefit other people. You know, when, when I get in a conversation with Noah, when he's writing his music lyrics, I always tell him I want to see them first to make sure that they're right, which Noah's like 99% Right on what he says. And the other things are, if you're getting technical, dad, preacher, it, you get. But I mean, he's pretty much right on with everything he's writing in his music. But I'm able to look at that and say, you know what, Noah, you're, you're doing this right. This is maybe could be tweaked a little bit to be more theologically sound. But there's a there's the benefit that I have because I've learned scripture and you have that benefit with your kids. You know them, what they're going through in life, what they're dealing with at school, what they're what decisions they are going to make moving out of the house. You have the opportunity to speak truth into their life based off of scripture. If you have continued education, I've, I've seen it before and I know you have too. You know how easy it is to say, you know, the kids come here for Awana. They learn their memory verses. They go to Bible uh, vacation Bible school. Kids get dropped off at Sunday school. And then and the parents go home, right? They go home because they're not involved in Awana, which is fine. But they don't want to be there for church. They just want their kids to go. I mean, it's just it's a worldwide pandemic, I think, where parents drop off their kids and say church is good for kids. Let them learn about Jesus and good morals. And then what do those kids do? They grow up and say it's good enough for my kids and I'll send my kids. And that's it. But this is not something that's supposed to start and end with our kids. This is something that is I'm, I'm yelling at myself as much as I'm trying to speak this into your life, that you've got to continue in your education of what Scripture says for, yes, for your own benefit, but also for the benefit of, of others. We have young adults who are graduating. They've, they've spent 12 years of their life, you know, coming to church, going to school, and they're going to continue their education moving forward. I graduated 25 years ago. Man, does that make me feel old. 25 years ago. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not excited to continue my education in math. 
You know, those kinds of things do not interest me, uh, but which is okay. But I, I need to continue my education in what Scripture says, not just so that I have something to say on Sunday, but because God wants me to apply this to my life. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are, if you are continuing in your Christian education, keep it up. Keep reading it. Keep memorizing it. Keep putting it on your bathroom mirror so that you see it over and over again. And if you're not doing a good job, if on that scale you're like at a 2 when you could be at a 10, I just want to encourage you. Amp it up. Step it up. Get Encourage your re-enroll okay, into the Christian education. Get much more familiar with what Scripture says. God wants to speak to you, but God might want to use you to speak into somebody else's life. So continue Christian education to the very end, and please do it well. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for the value that there is in every part of our life. I know that uh, we have to study it. We have to ask questions. We have to read it numerous times in order to maybe let it sink in. But God, we, we know how to put the work into the things we're interested in, in math or if it's in the Mariners or in uh, even the Seahawks, whatever it is, God, we want to know more information about God. Please help us to grow in our education of the things of what your word says. Help us, God, to please have that hunger and have that desire and, and to put take the time and put it into practice, God, so that we are good students of your word for our good, but also for the good of others. I just pray that you'd help us to do better today than we've ever done before. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen.